Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for WordPress <coughs> plugins A to Z, not Z. Hmm. Packing in the WordPress plugins. It's episode 560, and we have plugins for removing foot credit, packing slips, counting Halloween, button for download, cutting lights, crow's menu, and classic press options all coming up on WordPress plugins from A to Z. WordPress. It's the most popular content management and website solution on the internet. And with over 80,000 plugins to choose from, how do you separate the junk from the gems? Join us for a weekly, unrehearsed conversation about the latest and greatest in WordPress plugins. This is WordPress Plugins from A to Z. Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you happen to be hiding out there on the globe today. Coming to you direct from the oasis deep in the heart of the Cowichan Valley. I'm John Overall, and with me is the ever-lovely... Amber Overall. And we have the usual great show for you today. A couple of quick things here. Um, remember, this is a value-for-value value show. We look forward to everyone providing some value back. And don't forget, you know, we also have the Q&A segment at the end of the show with Amber, which covers partly on the podcast here for those of you that only get it on the podcast. And for those listening on the YouTube version, you get the rest of that. Plus, you might want to check out the YouTube version for the pre-stream and the after stream. You know, all those things sometimes is entertaining. Sometimes we get discussing things that just don't make it into the show. So you'll want to check that sort of thing out. With all of that being said, it's time for me. Thank you for sharing, John. Now get down from that soapbox. I'm so happy I can hear all the jingles today. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> technology. Some days it works, some days it doesn't. So this is number 20 of 52 episodes for 2022. I'm a day late in saying this, but may the 4th be with you. I definitely wore one of my many Star Wars shirts yesterday. It got a bunch of baking stuff on it, but, you know, it served its purpose. Uh, here on the West Coast, we have rain again, though it is getting warmer. Hopefully, it's getting warmer for everyone out there, too. I mean, it's getting so warm, we can open our windows and leave them open for longer than half an hour before we freeze now. It's very exciting. And remember, stay away from the socials. Get some sunshine if it's showing its face in your area. Maybe go out and play some Frisbee or something. Human interaction and exercise are a great pairing for peace within the brain meets. Winter is leaving, summer is coming. Absolutely. All right. Please, can everybody be quiet? Please be quiet. Shut up! Thank you. And now the WordPress news with John O'Rourke. What, Amber? First up today is the WordPress vulnerability report for May 4th, 2022. So in here, there's a few plugins to think about for this week. The ones that I recognize most easily are WP Subscribe, WP Invoice, Vertical Scroll Recent Post, Turn Off All Comments, WP Contacts Manager, Domain Replace, and Hermit. Well, actually, I don't really recognize Hermit, but I like the name, so I wanted to say it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, definitely go check these out. See if you need to pay attention to any of your plugins this week. Also, make sure you check out the list of plugins that have been patched. 
so that if you've deactivated any, maybe you can reactivate them now. Absolutely. Keep up to date on your plugins. Very important. I want to go check out Hermit. I want to know what it's about. <laughs> yeah, well, it's got arbitrary cache, source deletion, and source creation via cross-scripting uh, problem. Unauthenticated. Wow, they've got some issues. Well, hopefully they uh, fix that one up. Hopefully, because I want to go play with it. <laughs> oh, what is it? It says plug-in Hermit. Let's see what that is. It's an old plugin. It's four years old. Oh, okay. They don't. Even, they, it's been closed right now. Okay. They're pending a full oh, review, well. so I probably wouldn't bother with that one. No. Be, being four years I old like the too. Name. Yeah, the name is cool, but. <laughs> so next up, we have James Kemp acquires Replybox. Replybox is a privacy-focused comment system. It was originally launched in 2018. It seems they were having some issues getting a strong foothold in the WordPress ecosystem, though, so Kemp offered to buy it. If cool. any of our listeners currently use this, it doesn't seem like they're planning to change the name. Though Kemp is currently working on a few upgrades to release, uh, to, to release soon that will include a lot of requests from users. So... That is something to look forward to if you use Replybox. And if I hear anything more about it, I'll bring it to the show. Cool. Next is SpinUp WP launches CLI tool and external database support. So SpinUp WP is a cloud-based WordPress server control panel from Delicious Brain. And they decide to celebrate the fourth birthday by launching one of the most frequently, by launching some of the most frequently requested features. A command line interface to manage servers and sites from the terminal is the most requested one, and it has now been launched. They have also released a PHP SDK, offering you multiple options to manage your site and servers. I think this is pretty awesome. Yeah, it's quite um, awesome for those that work on command line. Mm -hmm. Well, this article goes through, and um, there's an interview here with uh, Brad to to uh, to uh, Toasnard. He's the founder and CEO of Delicious Brains, and they talk about the new features in depth. So, worth going to check out. Yeah, that would be interesting. Next, we have Gutenberg Hub launches an online page builder app using WordPress patterns. So this is to be an interface that allows users to piece together patterns to build entire pages. Unlike the block editor itself, users won't be able to edit the content, though. Um, not the content itself. Instead, they'll have the power to mix and match patterns, copy the block code, and paste it into the editor in their WordPress install. This is currently live on Gutenberg Hub, though it's still in the concept phase, so if you go to check it out, Expect a change. Uh, expect changes to be happening constantly. Okay. Yeah, I've got to dig deeper into the Gutenberg stuff. I am slowly um, starting to get it wrap around my head, though. Slowly but surely, I'm right there with you. Uh, next, we have researchers disclose ten-year-old vulnerabilities in a vast and AVG antivirus. <laughs> so. 
What they have to say is these vulnerabilities allow attackers to escalate privileges, enabling them to disable security products, overrate system components, corrupt the operating system, or perform malicious operations unimpeded. Wow. Not cool. No, not cool. Well, if you're using a VAST or AVG, you better get it updated. Yeah. If you want better understanding, go check this article out. Yeah. And the last one that I brought today is, is it ethical <laughs> to use AI-generated content without crediting the machine? We are so headed into the time of AI demanding its rights. You know, I never thought about it before, but you know, this is actually quite an interesting question. Mm -hmm. The yeah. example being used here is about an algorithm recently developed that generates original reviews for wines and beers, even though computers can't taste booze. That's right. Well, <laughs> you know, it's an interesting word. AI, the AI generated stuff right now, or uh, pseudo AI, because it's not true AI yet, but the pseudo AI, it actually starts to create its own stuff. Mm -hmm. And it, sometimes it, it's gotten better and better to where it's harder to tell if it's a uh, human or machine writing. But there are some wording things that you can tell it's machine written because machines are yeah. more logical than humans are. Never any jokes. Oh, well. <laughs> uh, so then we just have the extras. We have some cybersecurity stuff, some random stuff that I threw in there and uh, like a watching a Japanese, a giant Japanese robot fix railways. I thought that was cool. So it's there in the extras. Go check it out. Worth worth looking at. Absolutely. Always lots of really great news here. Some of it uh, late, but sometimes we get ahead of the curve and we get news out before everyone else. Problem of being a once a week show. All right. Well, let's go talk about the people that support this show with their time, talent, and treasure. It's time to donate to WP. Plugins. A to Z. So remember, this show won't work without you, the producers, as this is a value for value kind of show. If you find value in our show, toss some value back. Help keep the show going so we can keep on plugging. Absolutely. And this is where we like. I said absolutely. <laughs> this is where we like to take the time to thank everyone who supports the show. This week's show artwork is by Greg's Graphics. He's kind of our lead right now. I'd love to see some art from other people popping in. It would be great to have art from other people, but, uh, you know, so we could have some more competition here and uh, give us more choices. But Greg has been doing such a great job. Thank you, Greg, for continuously providing us with artwork each and every week. We greatly appreciate that. It means I don't have to do it and, you mm -hmm. know, one less thing for me to do. Absolutely. And this is a fantastic picture. Like this actually gave us our whole pre-stream conversation about little critters like this trying to shove their face full of tiny berries and seeds. It's really entertaining. Yes, it is. It's entertaining to watch <laughs> squirrels stuff their faces full of stuff. <laughs> Unless they're, of course, they're eating all your bird seed from your bird feeder or your chicken feed or whatever. Well, even then, it's entertaining watching them trying to continuously fit it in there because it keeps falling out while they're trying to fit more in. It's just mm -hmm. funny. <laughs> Uh, so, <clears throat> show executive producers up on stage this week? Uh, no, nobody this week. 
Executive producers are the ones who are coming in with $50 or more donation, donations. You can also send along a note that will be read out live on the show. You can just say hi, or you can send in your elevator speech and get a little self-promotion while donating to a good cause. And then we have the backroom producers hanging out in the lounge. Our backroom producers play a big part in keeping the show going. Some of these producers are the anonymous benefactors coming in with donations under $50. Our best known uh, backroom producers are those who help us out with our contest, artwork, and site organization. Some of them help out the show by sending us in notes, questions, plugin suggestions, and plugin reviews. And others help out the show by sending in licenses for the contests. Our least visible backroom producers help out the show by hiring us. This is as good as donating, plus we get the added bonus of more experience to bring to our listeners here on the show. A big thank you to all the producers out there. We could not do this show without you. Absolutely. So thank you very much, everyone, for supporting the show. All right. Uh, Keep going. So uh, you can support the show with your time, talent, or treasure. With For time support, you can subscribe to our newsletter, spread the word about WP plugins A to Z through your social media or YouTube, wherever you find yourself. You can also catch us live on our YouTube channel every Thursday at 11 a.m. Send us in some articles, news, or general WordPress information, which we can then share either here on the show or up on the site. Or you can send us in plugin suggestions or reviews for the shows. Uh, you can help out with talent. You can support with your talent. So far, we have submitting artwork to WP Plugins Art Generator. If you can think of some other way that you could use your talent to help us out, shoot us an email and we'll talk about it. And then, of course, treasure support. There's always the donations to the show, and there's Patreon. And again, if there's something we haven't listed here, shoot us an email we'll talk about it. Absolutely. Thank you again, everyone. And and if you want to send in something to us through snail mail, we have the address here in the show notes. Absolutely. All right. I think it's time we head off into what everyone shows up for, and that is into the depths of plug-in depravity. All right. Well, first off, classic press options. We don't really have any. Um, still believe classic press does have a future just don't know how long that future is out right now and if you're a classic press user forward some information to us we'll try and get it out we will not try we will get it into the show to share with everyone else that might be using classic press but because we're spending so much time in wordpress these days that's what we're going to be talking about and the first wordpress plugin i have this week is called remove footer credit and this is a plugin that I had hoped would be easier because, of course, what I've been doing lately, I've been building out a website uh, using just the WordPress default theme and Gutenberg. No other builders or anything else into it. And it turns out I have to add a builder because the WordPress default themes haven't really changed all that much, it turns out, even using a 2021 theme. And 
you still have to manually go in to remove the footer credit. There's no automated way to remove the footer credit or change the footer credit in their default theme. You have to toss a plugin in for it or go manually edit the files. And I thought, well, let's go find a plugin to toss it in and remove it that way just because I don't feel like digging into the code to do it. Turns out uh, the plugin I chose to do it, which is this one here, the remove footer credit. I thought it was going to be easy just based on the description. It wasn't as easy as I thought it would be because what you got to do is once you install and activate it, you got to enter the text HTML that you want to remove. So you got to get that specific text HTML from the footer and put that in there and then write in your new code and what it's going to be. And that seemed a little bit too much for me because they should have, with the plugin, they should have done a proper, you know, replacement. I forget the other way of doing it because you can write a snippet of code, but I've long since forgot how to do that. You can put in your functions file to overwrite the footer. Instead, I ended up opting to go in and edit the footer PHP file. So at any rate, not a bad plugin for the most part, just a little more work than I thought it would be. And I ended up not using it, but still it could be useful for you. Go check it out. It's the remove footer credit and I give it a four dragon rating. It looks like a good plugin actually, as long as you can follow the coding. Yeah, as long as you can follow the coding, it works all right. But it just didn't, it didn't, it didn't, it also, it didn't remove the copyright data because um, there's in the footer of the default theme, there's the copyright date and in your theme or your site name, and then the powered by WordPress credit, which is what I was after to remove was the powered by WordPress credit and the copyright. I wanted to change that information from the default theme. And this didn't do that. It only removed the powered by WordPress piece of the ah. footer. And so. So it wasn't complete enough for me, but it is a relatively new. Uh, well, no, it says it's got ninety thousand activations. So, so I don't know. All right, uh, first one I have for today is called "Download Button for Elementor." So this is an interesting one. Um, I've been having a bit of trouble with our site for a bit for signing in, and. I wasn't sure which plugin it was. I just hadn't gotten around to it. And I was working on the site the, uh, last, at, ow, sorry, I have a cat digging claws in me. Just a moment, ow, ow, okay, <laughs> sorry. Cat wanted your attention. Cat wants to be on the yes. show. Yes, I you'll, you'll have to set up a camera and we can put the cat on the show in place of you. <laughs> so, um, as I was saying, I was having a bit of trouble logging in, but I didn't really get around to, to fixing it because it wasn't that big of an issue. And then the other day, I went in to try to work on a page. And Elementor, the menu on the left there wouldn't load. It just had the thinking circle, and I couldn't do anything. So I had to actually go and start playing with the plugins. I figured I'd start with the Elementor plugin, since it was Elementor that was getting messed up. It only took me a few tries. and then once I deactivated download button for Elementor, I got the menu back, so I was able to work on the page. And just on a hunch, I decide to go and log out and log back in, and voila, no more five-minute wait to log back into the site anymore. So this is a plugin that does not play nice at all, it seems, and it was made for Elementor, but it does not play nice with Elementor either. So I do not recommend this plugin unless they like fix it. I'm not sure what's going on there. Um, 
At this point in time, I rate this at one dragon. We haven't used that in a long time. <laughs> no, we haven't. <laughs> well, you got to consider when you look at it. It was it was last updated three years ago, <laughs> so they they that need is true. they need to they, they it, it seems all but abandoned by the author. So, <laughs> and of course, Elementor has changed a lot in the last three years. So they haven't mm, kept okay. the, they haven't kept up to date with Elementor's code changes, which is probably why it started going bad. And I can't even remember why why I even installed it on the site. I'm sure I had a reason, but so I mean, I generally don't put plugins without a reason. The problem is, is I I use the reason, and then the reason disappears, and you no longer need the plugin. See, that's why I like the notes plugin where mm. you can actually write a little note just underneath the plugin because yeah. that way, you know, you write a note for what you used it for and then the next person who comes along knows why that plugin is there and yeah. can tell whether or not it's still in use. Yeah, well, I've tried that. That doesn't always work either because mainly because I forget to fill out the note. Yeah, you're kind of sparkler brain. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. The next plugin I've got is PDF invoices and packing slips. And this is a new plugin. And for those of you running a WooCommerce business and you're shipping stuff out, you know, you you want to have a PDF invoice creator of some sort, something that makes it so it prints much nicer than the standard invoices printing from uh, WooCommerce. And this one here looks to be very nice. I haven't run it full, it's full test yet, but it does appear to work okay. And what it does is once you install and activate it, you can then create, print, and email your PDF invoices and packing slips for all your WooPress, uh, WooCommerce orders. You know, it'll automatically generate the invoices. You know, you can download and pre preview bulk invoices and uh, automatically update invoice when an order is changed. So it's got some uses. And if you're running a WooCommerce site, this might be something that's useful for you. You can go check it out. It is the PDF invoices and packing slips. And I give it a four dragon rating. I can see a lot of use for that. Yeah. The next plugin I have is called Cut the Lights, and it is a newer plugin. And I have an issue with staring at white screens all day. I use dark mode for a lot of things. So I, every time I see a new one pop up, I go and I try it out. And I wasn't sure what to think at first when I saw this one, because a lot of them have some pretty, they have like super black in the background and like really bright white writing. Or if it's not white, it's a color that just, it doesn't really show up and there's, it's completely useless. But these guys not only have a really great um, like auto color scheme, but all their color schemes are actually nice. That one is supposedly neon, the green one. And it's actually a very muted green uh, neon, I think. Hmm. Well, that's cool. So the best part about this plugin that I found is whoever activates it, it only activates the dark mode in your dashboard mm -hmm. in your account because oh. I signed out of my account and into another one on the site I was doing this on and it, it wasn't there. It, it was activated, but the only way that a person in another account can make it dark mode on their dashboard is if they go into the options menu on the left hand side and choose one of the color themes. Nice. I think that is just the best part of it because it's been an issue when I've tried other dark modes is I go and I try it out and then you end up complaining because you can't see anything because you don't like dark mode. No, I can't stand the dark mode. 
So this is my new go-to for dark mode. Very I cool. love this one. I hope that they I hope that they keep it going and keep it healthy. I rate this at five dragons. Well, that's a switch from one to five. Nice work. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The last one I've got for you is it's never too early to start counting down to Halloween. I agree. This is a Halloween countdown widget. And uh, basically, you install it, activate it, throw the widget in your website wherever you want it to appear, set the date, and start counting down to Halloween. And it's got itself just a cute, funky little vampire vampire critter that tells you that it's counting down to Halloween. So, and Halloween's a very important day. So, you know, you, it you know it's bigger than Christmas. <laughs> At least for me. I decorate for Halloween, but not for Christmas. Halloween is the one time of year when complete strangers are absolutely kind to one another. We all open our door for every person who comes a knocking. Yep. It is the most trusting and, and open and accepting time of year that we have. Mm -hmm. That's how I've always seen it anyway. Yeah, well, you said it's the one time of year you tell your kids to go out and beg for candy, too. That, too. <laughs> <laughs> so you tell all year long, you tell your kids, don't take things from strangers, then you sit about on Halloween and take candy from strangers. <laughs> so the last one I have here is Crow's Nest Menu Navigation. This is a pretty cool plugin. It adds the ability for visitors using keyboard navigation on the site to use arrow keys while in the menu. Oh, this wait a minute. Back up. Back up a second here. I, for, I forgot to give the rating on the Halloween one. We got so sidetracked. Oh, yeah. It was a five what? dragon rating. So off we go. There we go. Now you can talk about your plugin. Okay. Uh, where was I? Oh, yes. Yeah. So if somebody use it, is using keyboard navigation, this plugin will allow them to use the keyboard navigation without having to tab all the way through everything in order to get to the menu options, which is very useful. I remember when my mouse was broken and I couldn't get another mouse for a little while. I learned how to use my keyboard very well, but a lot of things, they aren't very keyboard friendly. Hmm. Uh, not for navigation anyway. No, no. Keyboard navigation so this, is rough. This will work if you have if you don't have any drop downs as well. It with drop downs, it's an up and down arrow, um, side to side to get uh, between the items in the menu. And if you don't have any drop downs, it's just side to side. So it, it, it'll work for those two. There are visual instructions letting your visitors know you have this option for them that will pop up by default. You can adjust these instructions and how they appear via CSS in the settings of the plugin. And that's another thing though with this plugin is you have to know CSS or at least be willing to dive down that rabbit hole in order to set this plugin up. Because you have to set up the CSS uh, for um let's see, i have a list here color distance from top primary menu items secondary menu items menu and page main content you have to do the css for that in the plugin in order for this to work if you don't nothing shows up on your on your site so it's it's a bit of a niche plugin in that sense but i do think it's really cool to have that much personalization within the plugin very cool. And I, I rate it at four dragons. 
Alrighty, well, check that one out, especially if you're a keyboard navigator, because there are people out there that prefer that. Mm -hmm. All right. A couple other things down the line here. Let's talk a little bit about we don't have any listener feedback audio clips right now or no listener questions and our contest is on hold at the moment while we're working hard to try to collect ourselves some uh, licenses to give away to bring back to the show to get the contest back and flowing again so if you're a developer or you know a developer or you're friends with a developer or any of those things you think they want some uh, free promotions tell them to give us a license and we will create a contest out of it and they'll get lots of promotions for us from us all right, now we need to cover up a couple of things before we dive into the Q&A segment. First thing is the plugins we covered this show. I covered up the following plugins. Remove footer credit, which I gave a 4-2. PDF invoices and packing slips, which I gave a 4-2. And the Halloween countdown widget, which I gave a 5-2. And I covered download button for Elementor, which I rated at 1. Cut the lights, which I rated at five, and Crow's Nest menu navigation, which I rated at four. Very cool. All right, and a couple of other quick things, and it'll be going up in about a week or two, and that is we do have a meetup planned for June 25th. It's going to be held at the Oasis, and keep tabs on the uh, on our page on our website at wpplugins.com slash meetup, and... Uh, as soon as we get it all published, we'll start letting you know in the show, and you will have to RSVP to get inst instructions on how to get here. And interview shows. I haven't done one in a little while, but if you are a plugin developer or you like building plain with WordPress or you want something you want to talk about in WordPress, I'd be happy to do an interview show with you. You can simply reach out to me at wpplugins.com slash interview to book an interview with me, and we'll get you on an interview show. And finally, as was mentioned earlier in the show, if you have plugin suggestions, they don't even have to be your plugins, maybe just your favorite plugins. You know, you can go to wpplugins.com slash submit plugin to submit a plugin that we will use on the show. It's always good to have uh, users and producers give us plugins to uh, submit to the show because, you know, one, it saves us a lot of time and work. Uh, just in addition to that, it doesn't have to be a plugin you like either. It can be a plugin that you think other people should avoid. Mm -hmm. yes. If you think there's a plugin that you really think people need to avoid, send it in to us. Let us know. We'll get it up on the show and let people know. Absolutely. All right. Well, with that, let's go dive into... It's question and answer time. What, Amber? Mm -hmm. So if anyone out there has any questions they'd like to have asked here on the show, send them in to me at amber at wppro.ca, and we'll get them in here and see if we can stump my dad. So I have a whole bunch of questions for you today. Mm -hmm. First one is, what are the three most common mistakes a new-to-the-scene web hoster tends to make? And in addition, how about a web developer? Okay, um, so somebody who's decided I want to become a web hoster and they want to sell out web hosting to people. Um, I don't know what if I can come up with three, but the biggest common mistake is is not buying a not not getting themselves a server that is powerful enough to handle everything. 
you know, they'll try to go as cheap as they can on a server, but, you know, a cheap server, you may, you don't want to put more than just a few websites on a cheap server. Um, another common mistake they come up is they better know how to manage that server. In other words, understand a little bit about Linux and FTPs and uh, um, protocols around, uh, what the hell's the damn thing called now? can't remember what the program is that I use. Um, it's a little squiggly program that allows you to gain access to uh, to the root of your server with command line root access. You got to learn command lines for root access to your server because there's a lot of stuff that's got to be done command line. My least favorite thing to do because my typing skills aren't the best in the world, and it doesn't like typos. Um, they realize that running servers takes a lot more time than you think it takes. And another is, is, you know, don't forget, you need to hire people to help you manage and monitor those servers because you'll never do it by yourself because you got to sleep sometime. And usually when you sleep is when it's going to break. Of course. Mm. You know, if it's going to break. Controls in the machine. Yeah, if it's going to break, it's, if it's going to break and your clients are going to be flipping out, it's going to happen when you're sleeping, sitting on the can, you know, driving to the store, someplace where you're nowhere near a computer. That's when it's yeah. going to break, and, and that's when your clients are going to notice the break, and they're going to be making phone calls, you know, because they will. They'll call you real quick. You'll get in, you'll get inundated with phone calls and emails if you're someone who gives out a phone for it, because I know there's a lot of hosting companies. They don't have phones. I swear to God, they don't even know what a phone is. <laughs> Starting to wonder if the new generation is going to forget how to, how to dial <clears throat> phone numbers at all. Yeah, well... At the rate it's going, all they know how to do is text. <laughs> but how about uh, a web developer, a web developer, um, the biggest mistake they make is is uh, underestimating the time it takes to do something. Biggest mistakes I made was underestimating the time it takes to do something. Um, um, saying that something can be done before before testing to find out if it can be done. I've done that mistake too. Oh, sure, I can do that and get into. Nope, can't do that. Now I got to eat crow. You know, I've eaten an awful lot of crow over the last uh, twenty years. I'm like, oh no, that yeah, sounds like it's possible. That sounds like it's possible. Ah, hell, I can do that. What the hell? Um, you know, there's a lot that can be done, and you'd be amazed at what you can you can do. But sometimes there's just some things that just aren't possible with the current the current code. If you're a really good coder, you can invent the code for it and do something entirely new. I've done that once or twice in my career. Invented something new, which took off. You know, like before the days of CSS and such, you know, moving stuff around with HTML and actually making it work. You know, That's cool. It was a lot harder to move things around when we were writing pure HTML. I remember when P and PHP when PHP first came about before the advent of something like WordPress where all these plugins work together. WordPress was my dream come true because all of a sudden you could have everything in one spot where I used to make all these different PHP programs loaded up on a website. I brought them all together on a on a web page with all kinds of calls where it's basically what WordPress does. You know, so somebody invented the code to make it work where I didn't have that kind of skill set. So, so the biggest thing is, you know, it's underestimating what 
uh, what it takes to do a job. All right. Uh, next question. Was there a major mistake you made when you were first starting out that turned out to be a blessing? Mm, I'm sure there was, but I can't think of it. <laughs> Aw, I was hoping to hear a fun story. Yeah, I can't. I can't think of. I can't think of any. Um, that was something I did by mistake because I have done things. It's like by accidentally I hit a key and it's like something. It's like wait a minute, what did I just do? You have to think back all the steps I completed. And it's like something something cool happened. I just can't think of a specific event. But I have made ma I have ma major mistakes along the way that turned out to be good. And all developers do. All developers do eventually. You usually make those mistakes when you're experimenting on, a, on your own website. Which is the best place yeah. to make them because you don't piss off clients when you break shit. Just as an aside, if any of our listeners can think of a story where they made a major mistake or something that turned out to be a total blessing or vice versa, and they feel like sharing it, send your story into me, and I'll throw it into our show for next week. Oh yeah, that'd be kind of cool. There's a there's a new there's a new segment. Get people to send us their stories, their their nightmares and horrors. Nightmares, <laughs> horrors, and horrors are awesomeness. Nightmares, <laughs> horrors, successes. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, read out the last question. We'll close it out and come back to it. Oh, you got two questions. Actually, yeah. Well, both both of these are going to end up uh, in the second half of the of the Q and A. Yeah, the first one has a lot of little parts to it. How would one go about getting their site noticed? What steps could they take to get themselves out into the world and land within the first five or so pages of the search engine results? Will you just uh, will you just be setting up, or do you just need to set up your SEO to do that? Are there additional steps to go with SEO? Is there something you can do besides SEO to get picked up by the search engine spiderbots? And last question: What are some common reasons people's sites wind in the last few pages of results in the search uh, in the search engines? Okay, I'm gonna have to dig deep for my SEO knowledge and what little bit there is left because I don't do much of it. <laughs> But that will be very interesting, and some of it may still be valid. So we'll come back to that after we let our girl take us on out of here. Reminders for the show. All show notes can be found at wppluginsatazf.com. And while you're there, subscribe to the newsletter for more useful information delivered directly to your inbox. WP Plugins A to Z is a show that offers honest and unbiased reviews of plugins created by developers because you support the show. Help keep the show honest and unbiased by going to wppluginsatoz.com slash donate and set the donation level that fits your budget. Help us make the show better for you by subscribing and reviewing the show at Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and in the iTunes Store. You can also leave us a review on our Facebook page using wppluginsatoz.com slash Facebook. You can also watch the show live on YouTube, check out the screencasts and training videos, and remember to subscribe and hit the bell to get notifications of all new videos. Follow the show on Twitter at WPPluginsAtoZ. John can also be reached at his website, johnoverall.com, or email him directly, john at wppro.ca. Thanks for joining us, and have a great day. Thanks for listening to the show. This show is copyrighted by johnoverall.com. 
So until next time, have yourselves a good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you happen to be out there on the globe today.